Welcome, everyone, to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me is the California Thirst Quencher, Pete Leja. Pete, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, one more day of work. It's my Thursday, going into Friday. It's a little Ooh. early day, but, you know, Friday, Friday, and all that stuff, you know. So we're getting there. Uh, and uh, I had a pretty good week, honestly. And uh, we'll yeah. talk about it once we get to uh, what what did you play? What have you been playing lately? Oh, so it was a good week in video really games nice. or just a good week in all in general? Uh, well, it was a good week. Uh, yeah, it was a good week in general. It was a solid week. It was like, a solid, solid B plus player. A there you solid go. B plus player. There you uh, go. You know, you were sitting there thinking about it. You're like, mm, you know, outside of video uh, games, was it pretty good? I don't know. But it looks like you came around yeah, on the idea. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's my Friday. I uh, obviously, as you know, uh, but our listeners don't, that uh, I'm heading out for the, the weekend. I'm going to a Chicago Fire versus Seattle Sounders game here on mm. Saturday. going to watch the Chicago Fire lose. But I mean, it'll be fun because uh, obviously <laughs> Seattle Sounders are a much better team than the Chicago Fire. So I don't expect us to win, but... I'll be happy nonetheless. <laughs> Just go to the. Oh, game. did you see? Did you see the conversation in uh, the Discord? I uh, did. We were, we were listing all the uh, poorly run uh, Chicago sports t- franchises, which seems to be all of them. At least all the male sports p- teams, uh, not necessarily the Sky, since they're defending world champions and they're like seventeen and six this year. Uh, shout out to Ellie Quigley for winning her fourth three point contest. Heck yeah. Uh, when we went to the same school, she's like three years older than me, but, uh, you know, uh, it was still pretty dope to, uh, uh, know, or uh, kind of know her like mm-hmm. six separate. What is it? What do they call it? The six degrees of separation kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Six degrees of separation. On. Exactly. It's, it's really like two for me because I know her brother, uh, from eight years of school. So that's, that's pretty dope. Like we're in the same class. Anyway, uh, uh you never answered, uh, the Chicago Fire poorly, uh, one of those poorly run organizations, or are they actually like well run and just having a down year? Uh, they are. Um, <laughs> it's so that's actually a, a tough question to answer. Um, they're a a decent run team. This and the way I say decent is because like they used to be really good used to be really good um but they have not All been good used to be really good <laughs> they have not been good in quite a while um and i'm trying to fix a uh, real quick your camera for some reason you are no longer oh, moving you're moving in the discord but in the the recording itself you are not moving so maybe if i take this down and then bring you back up oh, that'll work no. nope it doesn't oh, work frozen. so we're just sticking here we're, we're just rocking uh at least it's not at least it's not a weird picture and i'm not it's not a weird shot of me so that's the best part you yes know? yes at least it's not <laughs> but uh anyway so what i was trying to get back to they used to be a good team but they're not uh they're not very good anymore and a lot of the problem i feel has centered around our um our uh manager situation we've just had a like revolving door or it feels like a revolving door of managers as of late uh we have a lot of good young talent but it's just trying to get them up to speed and then have the right tactics for each game but this year is personally speaking has been a better year than in years past but we're still just we're still not very good so (laughs) it's just the way to put it essentially so hopefully uh 
that changes here soon. And again, maybe this weekend uh, we'll have a good win, and I'll be happy about that. But I'm I'm not holding my breath to it. Uh, but anyways, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in here to the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world. Whether it is PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, or PC, if there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure that you know about it. When you're listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game podcast because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. If you'd like to be part of the show by asking a question or suggesting a topic for discussion, head on over to our website, pressstartnews.net slash one more game and fill out this submission form and your submission could be used on the next episode. Or you can drop your comments here in chat as we live stream it over on youtube.com slash pressstart28 and we will reference it as it comes up. And now I do want to just say real quick before I say the last thing, you're still frozen, so this part is like really weird doing it because I have to keep like bringing the Discord up to make sure you're actually paying attention to me or not. But uh, shout out, shout out or calling out really quick, Cobalt, uh, Cobalt Hawk, one of our faithful uh, listeners and supporters of Press Start for trying to call me out saying that I practice that every day. I just want to go on the record and say I didn't even look at anything while I did it. I just basically looked at the camera because it is so ingrained in my head now that I can't I don't even have to practice. That's just what you call a profession now. All right. That's what we do here. At when you get when you get as good as Jeremy, you just don't have to practice. You just do. Exactly. But everyone, <laughs> if this is your first time to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy your listen and I hope you enjoy your stay. If you are returning, you already know what it is. We start off every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately. So, Pete, what have you been playing lately? The still frames making me chuckle, really something nonsense uh, <laughs> i'm still um, trying to fix it let me just say that <laughs> I don't know what's going on but. uh all right uh so anyway a brief recap uh a few uh episodes ago a few weeks ago i was talking about a game called Auden chronicle rising which is a prequel to a game coming out soon it is a metroidvania game i've uh given that uh played that on and off for the last several weeks and uh i dropped it and i dropped it because <laughs> It seemed like it, it was a fun. It was a fun game, but it was really repetitive, really dull in that sense. Uh, the storyline didn't really captivate me. Basically, uh, uh, you're running around as I only got to like one of the characters, um, and it was one of those. Uh, I only got to one of the characters. You're running around trying to be an adventurer, and the way to be like authorized in the one town that you're in, you have to get like 25 stamps or something like that, mm-hmm. doing various odd jobs, and. Uh, uh, you, the the game shows that you have two other characters, and I actually met one of them, uh, a, a giant bipedal deer, mm-hmm. which was uh, kind of cool. But it was like a strong silent type. He only said like the character only said like a couple words. My character, and then sauntered off screen, and I didn't meet him before. Meet him again before I uh, conceded the match. Uh, and so after playing it for a while, I uh, decided to ask one of my friends who had also been playing it. They said that they completed, they hundred percented it, and I said. So I'm at this, uh, I'm doing this thing, I'm getting these stamps, does the game ever, ch- uh, like, ever change? Does the storyline ever change? It's like, nah, it's, and they said, nah, it's kind of mostly the same of what you just keep doing. Like, it kind of just, like, it might veer off occasionally, but the the the, the stamps are kind of like the impetus and the way to continue the progress of the story. And I was just like, okay, well, 
even if I get like a couple other characters, like it's a fun game. If you like Metroidvania, Metroidvania games, you'll like this one. And if you have Xbox uh, Game Pass, you get it for free. So give it a shot. If you like the AU Den Chronicles um, series, uh, I know, like I said, this is a prequel to one of the games that are coming out. I think it's this year, right, Jeremy? Next year. Um, next year. Next year. Okay, next year. So if you want to like a uh, prequel for that, or if you like Metroidvania, I do recommend playing it. But uh, I the story just didn't capture captivate me at all. And uh, we can talk about as long or as short as you want to about the next one. But uh, since you're a Steam stalker, uh, you might know uh, what I'm going to say next. Uh, I've, since I played like 30 hours of it over the last week uh, with our uh, with a 22nd anniversary of Final Fantasy IX uh, last week. And uh, unfortunately, the t- uh, passing of Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of, y- the y- of Yu-Gi-Oh! manga, which spawned a magnificent franchise. I started, I went back and started playing Final Fantasy IX again, and man, that game is so good. It's, <laughs> it's so damn good. Oh man, I am loving it. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it, it's in my, it's, it, it is part of my triumvirate of video games for a reason. It is in my pantheon. It is my favorite game of all time. I, I strongly recommend anybody that likes any kind of JRPGs to give it a try. It is fantastic. You gotta like you gotta like the old style JRPGs. You gotta like the uh, ATB uh, turn by turn based combat, that kind of thing. But man, I I'd totally forgotten. My my favorite thing about uh, the Tales of series, those JRPGs, is the skits they do. And Final Fantasy IX even has that variation. They have the ATEs, the active time events, where like mm-hmm. you know, like walk around town and all of a sudden, or like when you go from scene to scene, you have like a press to select. I forgot they even had those. They even have their own skits. It's fantastic. I'm like, man, every time I learn more about this. Uh, but um, one last point. I almost screwed myself in the game. I had never done this before. So after a certain point, uh, uh, I returned to Alexandria uh, after it uh, uh, it was attacked uh, right at the right beginning of the disc, disc three because I got the chocobo that can climb mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I parked my chocobo too close to the town. And every time I tried to board my chocobo, <laughs> I ended up going back into Alexandria. I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and I hadn't saved in like a, two, like a couple hours because I was just doing like various like uh, uh, side quests and stuff, mainly the chocobo, chocobo hot and cold game. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so then I was like looking online. It's like, is there any way I can do? Is there anything I can do? And I was like, da, 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 da. And then I found out like um, even if you even if it doesn't look like you can hit circle to like board your chocobo uh by distance it, it can you can actually board it uh a lot further than you think you can and I, it turned out i was able to actually get on the choker and i was like oh i don't want to do, do all that two hours over again uh yeah. so close that it was hilarious i've even finding new stuff that i haven't done before and experiencing it's really cool I would, I would definitely have had like a, a mini, uh, you know, heart attack catching my breath on that situation as well. Especially if you haven't saved in a while, as you said. Also, real quick, they shout out. The, can they see me do the? Can they see me do the action? Oh, they saw yeah, me. Okay, cool. I fixed, it, I fixed it while you were talking. So you're, you're all good. I just again. realized that, like, if that was still, still, uh, I've been doing all these facial reactions and nobody knew what the hell I was going on. <laughs> I should have just pretended you didn't. You, you still have a. You're still the image. Um, that would be great. I just I just finally like played and beat like obviously I played it as a kid but I never beat Final Fantasy 9 as you know uh for a long time but I just I finally played and beat Final Fantasy 9 a few years I, I want to say it was 2020 it was during the pandemic mm-hmm. at some point I picked it up on um, Nintendo Switch and I really enjoyed it I still I still of course don't have it as highly as you do but I still do I did still did really love the game 
and I also understand why some people may have a huge love for it. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you're uh, enjoying it. And of course, uh, the one the version you picked up, I think, is like quote unquote the HD upgrade. Yeah, that's right? what the Steam has. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the HD so upgrade. Because like, definitely graphics definitely looked a lot better than I remember it, even from the PS1 for sure. Yeah, so like I think definitely for myself, having the the two times speed helped at certain points too, where it was just like, all right, cool. Oh, that's another thing. I, uh, so I didn't realize this. Um, I had the game paused at one point and there are various, um, like, uh, like secret code things you can press, not like yeah. codes, but they're like buttons you can press and they activate things. I accidentally activated my swords dealing 9,999 damage. So I went to do it like one of the side quests and I was, uh, and they did it. I was like, wow, that is a really strong weapon. I never <laughs> knew it could do that. And then I realized like, like five minutes later after I kept doing it, I was like, okay, wait a minute here. And I looked, I was like, oh. Well, that's weird. Why would they just let that be a thing? It was so funny. You're like, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> I've just all of a sudden got super strong. <laughs> my character's like level 12. How's it doing like 10,000 damage? What is going on? <laughs> but yeah, so I'm glad that you're, of course, enjoying it. Um, I still haven't played Ayud in uh, Chronicles Rising yet. So I'll eventually, or I hope to get to it at some point, but I... I uh, haven't gotten there yet. Uh, for myself, it's actually been um, a lot of, so side note, a lot of game development and playing The Last Remnant. Um, so, like, I'm just playing a lot more of The Last Remnant still. I played it on stream yesterday uh, as of recording, so on Wednesday. And that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people join. Uh, I got some new new followers off of it, too. People that, oh, yeah. like, were reminiscing on The Last Remnant and were like, oh, I just was hoping somebody was streaming it. And uh, here you are. And That's I'm like, good. yeah, I'm the only one streaming it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Get them extra guys. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. There's... Uh, uh, you should go watch at the very least the end of the stream if uh, you guys are watching mm. this because the the final stream I stumbled upon a uh, epic monster basically and I had trouble with this epic monster and at first I almost had a situation like you were talking about where um, in Lost Last Remnant I think I made mention of this before but you can't run from a battle so once you get into a battle you are stuck in that battle till you win so you either win it or you lose it and you lose your progress. And I hadn't saved in a while. And I uh, did this fight in a side mission and, you know, killed these things. And then there was this creature still alive, like, after I got out of the battle. And for some reason, my mind thought, oh, this must be part of the side mission. So I went right into that battle and it was an epic monster. And I'm like, oh, no oh no like this is not good <laughs> yeah exactly that facial oh, no. expression and uh i was doing fine at first i'm like all right this is good and then the the monster used a move called dust devil the uh, dust devil three and that thing literally almost wiped all three of my union units and i'm like oh no oh no and then we died. I died. And I was so upset. I was like, I hadn't saved in a while. I just lost all that progress. But then I remembered the day before I had found in the settings that you can turn on an autosave. And thank God I turned that on <laughs> because I had an autosave file that I was able to load up. 
Um, so then, uh, yeah, we progressed trying to destroy this monster for a while. Uh, I was getting my ass kicked. And then on the final, sh final attempt before I ended my stream, we finally did it. But it did not look good to start. Literally starts the fight and it kills two of my units. I have one unit left and I can't revive the other two. So I was like, oh no, we're already, we're already downhill. But I was triumphant and came out on top. Uh, I think I made mention of it last week, but I do want to just make mention of it again if I can. That you guys... Uh, if you want to watch the stream, go over to my uh, twitch.tv slash darsay28. Of course, I won't be streaming this weekend, but you can go over there to watch it. I'm playing the delisted PC version of The Last Remnant. However, there is The Last Remnant remaster that is out for PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and I found out yesterday when I was looking it up. It's also out at least for Android on the Google Play Store. I don't know if it is for iOS, but on PlayStation, it is still currently only $10, and it is well worth the purchase, uh, so I recommend getting that. And then I also just want to make mention for you, basically, uh, even though I haven't played it yet, but during the Steam Summer Sale, I didn't pick up any game until the very final day, and I picked up one game. Can you guess what it was? One game in the Steam Summer Fail Sale Summer Summer, fail. Summer, Summer Sale on the very last day. Can you guess what it was? Last day. Oh my god. Uh, Don't go Naruto's cheating. Chippen. No, no. Uh, it was. I wasn't cheating. I was. I was literally just going like, uh like I don't know, man. <laughs> I heard. I heard clicking, uh, so I thought you were pulling up like Steam. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was like, oh, what did Jeremy do? I'm yeah, not Steam stalker like you, jerk. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, no, I picked <laughs> up I on the very final day. On the very final day, Steam Summer Sale added, and it was literally for the final day. Residents of Fate for sale, so I picked it up myself. Oh, there you I, go. Am now, no. I am now the owner of Residents Hell of Fate yeah. myself. Up <laughs> But no, I literally yeah. all summer sale kept being like, dude, please have this. Please have this. And they didn't. And I was just like so upset. And then the very final day, I just decided to look again. And sure enough, it was on sale. I was like, perfect. Damn, nice. Uh, so, gaming's fun, man. Gaming's yeah. awesome. Heck yeah. Well, oh we're going to talk a lot about yeah. video games here in a little bit because we've been talking about what we've been playing quite a bit. Let's get to our gaming catalog because I did jam pack this as I always do because we have some things about Unity merging with a company that developers are not happy with the new skate game has came out with some updates and we're going to talk a little bit about those ubisoft trying to clear the air about a misunderstanding that happened earlier this week in playstation dropping a bit of news that's all coming up here on the one more game podcast but we're going to get started with our lead title our main title and that is unity is merging with a company who made a malware installer this is coming from pc gamer written by jody mcgregor and it goes as follows unity the company behind the multi platform game engine of the same name announced it has entered into an agreement to merge with iron source if you don't know iron source unity statement re reads they bring a proven record of helping creators focus on what creators do best bringing great apps and user experiences to life while enabling business expansion in the app economy iron source is also well known for another reason it developed install core a wrapper for bundling software installations and if you searched a popular program and seen a link to a third-party site with a url that ended in something like download 
downloadb.net or h download hd download i should say .net it may have been uh, used with install core and if you made the mistake of downloading it you'd offer the kind of extras with generic names like red clean pro and driver support and unsophisticated user might click okay on which is how you end up with a pc full of toolbars and junk that slow that's as slow as your parents is install core was obnoxious enough windows defender will stop it running and malware bites too as documented by microsoft's chief ec- economist for web experience strategy and policy ben edelman install core was also behind a fake installer for a windows version of Snapchat, a program that's only ever been available on mobile. It would instead install Android emulator BlueStacks as well as the usual injection of adware. Game developers who use Unity are less than thrilled about the merger. Andrea Gaita, who runs gaming porting studio Spoiled Cat, tweeted that, A game engine is a thing that you use to build and distribute games to devices. The the vendors of those devices, like Apple, need to trust that the engine is not bundling bad things along with that game. Merging with a company that specializes in bundling malware is... What the fuck? Or as Maddie Thorson of Celeste Fam succinctly put it, man, fuck Unity. Uh, <laughs> so there's some other things here uh, about this. Uh, of course, I'm going to kind of just skip down a little bit to what Unity um, basically said with this. Unity and Iron Source's complementary data and product capabilities will give creators access to better funding for user acquisition and monetizing to successfully scale their games and accelerate their economic performance. Pete. I know you looked quite a bit into this. You said before the podcast that you looked into it probably a little bit too much or spent a little too much time on it. But I got to ask you, what is your reaction to seeing this news? Well, the the, <laughs> the the opening quote that they have, if you don't know Iron Source, Unity's statement reads, they bring a proven record of helping creators focus on what creators do best, bringing great apps and user experiences to life while enabling business expansion in the app economy. That basically all it tells you all it needs to know. Because basically what that means is like, look, yeah, we work with developers. We're focused on making money. We're trying to make the most money that we can. And you know the way we can make the most money with a bunch of free-to-play games is ads. So we're going to find an ad installer. This is not... Um, Unity's first uh, acquisition or merger, uh, even this year, they grew, they uh, announced the acquisition of Ziva Dynamics, a Vancouver-based VFX company, in January of this year. Uh, the article even uh, also says uh, they acquired uh, VFX studio Weta Digital, which is uh, owned or was owned at the time by Peter Jackson, the creator of uh, Lord of the Rings uh, movies trilogy. Uh, the engine that engine developer acquired. Uh, uh, or that uh, te- that uh, digital uh, group, Weta Digital, had the tech behind the films of like the Lord of the Rings Estate and also Avatar and Shang Chi, uh, and that's that's kind of my take. I mean, it's it, it's a money grab. That's all it is. The uh, Iron Source has caused a lot of issues. They are uh, created uh, programs that have been uh, called by uh, that have been called by malware out by Windows Defender, which most computers. Uh, if you have a Windows uh, system on it, as Windows Defender, it will stop it running. And also malware bytes, which is like uh, adjacent uh, 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 malware protector. So a lot of their stuff is just going to download ads and stuff like that to force you to watch it. And if you played any kind of free-to-play video games lately, you'll know that you'll see a lot of ads on them. 
the interesting part about uh, this is that Unity digi uh, the probably the biggest thing about it is Unity's uh, engine that the uh, developers use is used by a, a ton of games. I mean, we're talking about free-to-play games. Some of the <laughs> bigger, even just some of the bigger name ones are Among Us, Genshin Impact, Fall Guys, Azure Lane. These are a lot of big name games. It's not just like random games you never heard of. These are like some top, top games that are really popular and really successful in the last several years. And, uh, you know, Unity is going to have this install core possibly as a part of their engine now, which, yeah, it's going to turn uh, it's going to turn people away. It's going to turn developers away, like uh, the quote that you mentioned in the article said before the FU Unity quote came up was, you know, like a lot of these big app companies like, uh, you know, you have an Android that has a Google shop and you, uh, Apple store. They're going to want confidence that you're going that you're not going to be downloading random crap in the on people's phones because the backlash is going to not come on you likely it's going to come on the app store because they let it to exist. So game developers are going to have to question like, are we uh, if especially if this is install core is going to be something that they just are going to force you to use uh, on their uh, when you're developing games on their engine, like that's going to be a problem for them and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you looked up any of this, Jeremy. This is the re kind of the reason why I dove deeper. Uh, the the CEO, uh, John Riccitiello, Riccitiello is uh, not exactly been really been known for his uh, uh, being really good at uh, speaking and talking and being you know PC uh, about all this. Uh, after uh, while having an interview with uh, PocketGamer.biz. Uh, in the same interview where he called developers pure and brilliant, he proceeded to call them some of the biggest fucking idiots because they don't want to put, uh, they don't want to put um, monetization early on in the game development. A lot of them, uh, a significant portion of them do. So it's not like, like it's obvious what he wants or what the CEO wants is to make more money and they want a monetization in as early as possible in a lot of these games. So that's, that's my, my opinion is, you know, it's a money grab and that's, all these companies are trying to do is get more money out of you, squeeze every last, ring every last dollar and cent and penny they can out of you, and out of me, and out of everybody else because that is what they do. I did not know that, but that is hilarious and like yeah. shocking at the same time. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, that is uh, wow. But yeah, I, my reaction is simply, of course. As we've said before, and I will I will just say as well, I'm not going to be one of those people just because I'm dabbling in uh, game development now and like messing around and stuff. I'm still not a game developer. Let me just put it that way. But like, sure. just go look at the reactions of one, the announcement and just the quote tweets coming out of that. And again, as the article put, a lot of people are unhappy about this this move. And I, I understand it. Again, just because you're partnering with a, a company that had made a malware installer you're gonna feel um unsure about what the the future of your game is gonna look like and what that means for uh you know the reception around it excuse me down the line uh before i get to what's been uh you know put in our chat but i just wanted to read up i had it linked in our uh our rundown as you know but i i linked to uh this uh, Twitter post by uh, Shanna Andrea Gaita that we talked a little bit about was the one that said the the message before about these engines need to know or these uh, platforms need to know that you have a good uh, 
a system behind it. You're not going to put bad things in there. She also put, wait, what? Unity is merging with a company best known for its malware delivery system. So popular that it has its own entries and virus total was blacklisted on Windows by Microsoft and was used to spread fake Flash installers through the Equifax site. What? And she has huge threads on this. Again, you can look at the, the negative reception all around this. A lot of people I saw, a lot of developers saying, all right, I, if this is the move you're doing, I'm I'm dropping Unity. I'm going to go to other uh, developers. I'm going to use other engines, whether it was Unreal. Uh, another popular one I saw in there started with a G. I don't exactly uh, remember what it what it was off the top of my head. Uh, but going into what's been put into chat by uh, David Zorberist, he said Unity had problems with corrupted Unity ads data during due to an algorithm mistake. Unity already supported Iron Source within their new mediation SDK beta. Now they are replacing their corrupted data that's the good side of it so i will say yeah of course if they're already having iron source in their system and there was this you know issue as you're talking about with the 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 ads data uh being corrupted that makes sense to make this this fix but i think like a lot of uh developers are saying and again as a non-developer myself but just a gamer it doesn't feel good when you hear a uh, engine that is used as you talked about widely by a lot of people uh it is partnering or essentially merging with a, a known uh, company that made a malware installer so what does that mean for your game and the future games that you're looking at uh so i i don't know what that is going to look like down the road what the reception will be around this but i do agree with what uh david did say in chat as well as of course from your pete your quote pete uh the ceo needs to be replaced because you cannot call your basically the people who use your service idiots <laughs> like, it just can't not great bob no it's <laughs> not great uh and and david also put it in there the the one i was thinking of is godot that was the one that um, a lot of people were talking about switching to because unity is better for like 2d games and making excuse me uh use for some uh indie developers now i know unreal engine yep. 5 is supposed to be making that more simple approach for those but unreal has always been uh more for the hyper realistic games and also of course for uh more advanced so i i'm curious where the next move goes from this and i gotta ask you pete before we kind of move on from that is what do you think should be the next move do you think unity should i guess like help with clearing the air around this uh does this does this mean you think the next move should be developers binding together what what do you think of that uh well the i think the the next move for unity needs to be like you said clearing the air um i mean as uh david zobrist in our chat said uh this was a lot of this is uh backlash from something that happened a few years ago and uh uh in an update in that article that i was where i got that information from from that tweet chain uh, where I, about the CEO, uh, they, the unity spokesperson did provide a statement that said, we are seeing developers talking negatively about iron sources involvement in malware campaigns or being behind malware spreading, referencing old articles about historical desktop activity that was deprecated and spun off several years ago. The spokesperson stated like any large scale desktop advertising pr platform, despite monitoring and enforcement, the desktop platform occasionally suffered from bad actors who tried to abuse the platform. I mean, you gotta you gotta make people confident that you're not gonna have any of these quote unquote bad actors. <laughs> like that's the big thing you gotta do because if this is just a one off from some random person in your 
uh, companies is just like in your company. Like that's a really big thing to not notice what they were doing. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, if, you know, yeah. it's kind of a problem. So hey. at very least your, uh, your overseeing needs to be done better if you're unity. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see what goes on and we'll see again how uh, game devs react as the the days unfollow. And of course, if Unity uh, gives out a response and we'll uh, try to, of course, bring that up on the podcast if uh, those things do arise. So we're going to go to our next article. This is coming from The Verge and we're talking about Skate. And it says Skate's developers say going free to play is a natural evolution for the franchise. This is, of course, written uh, coming from The Verge, written by Jay Peters, and it goes as follows. EA's new Skate is going to be a live service free-to-play skateboarding game developing developer full circle announced in a video on thursday fans have been eagerly asking for some kind of skate 3 follow-up for years but this new title won't be skate 4 they may they might have been expecting instead of a numbered iteration full circle is imagining skate and that's the name but they are serializing it with a period after the end so to try to i guess differentiate from the original skate uh as a constantly involving world with community created content that's easy for everyone to ollie into quote it's an authentic evolution of the franchise and taking what skate 3 was in 2010 and bringing it to now and to the future, Darren Chung, a creative director on Skate, said in an interview with The Verge. That is not only an evolution of the franchise, but it's an evolution of where skateboarding is and was from 2010 to now, and also where games are are from then to now. Skate will be available on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC with crossplay and cross-progression, and the developers are exploring a mobile version, but the full release is still a long ways away. In June, Full Circle debuted pre-pre-pre-alpha footage and invited players to sign up to play test skate but there hasn't been given any information or release for time frame from launch uh, i'm going to kind of skip down a little bit uh to a point that uh where is it in this article uh where some people were raising of course concerns around it um going free to play uh let's see here where is it uh <clears throat> basically here is uh chung imp- uh but chung impressed on me that even though it exactly what's in the game isn't locked yet it's quote going to be skate it's going to feel like skate it will be a skate game so pete i don't know if you were a skate fan at all but what is your reaction to this new iteration going the free-to-play model i'm somebody's more of a tony hawks pro skater guy myself but uh you know i mean i'm down for a new uh series of uh skateboarding games the thing that i really enjoyed that i really liked and i uh and you were kind of touching on it a little bit towards the end there it does seem like that they are the they are really harping on uh, any uh, uh, monetization, any uh, microtransactions. They're not going to be involved in the actual playing of the game. Like it's not going to be like levels are going to be locked or things like that. From what it seems like, it's just going to be cosmetic and that kind of thing. So I really enjoy that. If you're going to make a free to play game, uh, you know, instead of forcing people to play just to have access, the pay to play, as it were, uh, you know, get, making it so like, hey, we want you to. If you want to support us, great. Here are ways you can support us. You can get like cool skateboards. You can get cool gear or whatever. Uh, make your characters look all uh, different as opposed to you know if you were just free to play. And I'm kind of I'm down with that. So that's the thing I'm really uh, surprised, uh, not surprised, but uh, uh, happy about that if they're going that route. Uh, hopefully they stick to that route. Uh, I mean, there's other games that have started it that way, and they, you know, eventually just are like, well, you know, new levels are kind of cosmetic. You don't have to play the new levels to play the game or something like that. So hopefully they don't end up going the deviating from that route. 
I'm also uh, really excited, like I said, about a new possible skateboarding game. Uh, and uh, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that uh, the way they're going about it is uh, to try to make this uh, open-world skateboarding game to go free online. I'm a little questionable, honestly, about how a mobile game would work. I know phones are, like, super advanced from back when I was a kid, back in my day and all that, you know. But uh, I don't know how uh, an open-world skateboarding game would work on mobile as well as it would be on your computer or on your video game system. That's probably my biggest question about that, along with the would they keep to their statement of the microtransactions solely being cosmetic or superficial, as it were. I, that's my biggest thing because, it, granted, they haven't done this uh, in a sense with Apex Legends, but we are talking about EA here, and that's my my biggest thing is I could easily say see them doing something like this, saying, "Hey, there's not going to be any kind of microtransactions that is going to be affecting your gameplay. It's just cosmetics." And then as time goes on, go. Well, I shouldn't say as time goes on. And then come around release, they'll be like, oh, yeah. And uh, here's this, like, section of the map that is locked behind, you know, paying for season one pass, right? Like, doing yeah. things where it's like, yes, in a sense, you don't have to buy it, right? And it's not impacting your game. But if you buy the season pass with this thing, we'll give you these extra things that do impact your yeah. game, right? So that's my, my biggest question on it. I know that Full Circle has seemingly been doing very well when it comes to trying to preserve what skate fans really liked about the game i was not a big skate person i was like you as a kid i was a tony hawks pro skater person but as i got older i actually really got away from all skating games so like i didn't play a lot of the tony hawk games towards the end of the tony hawk run before the remaster uh the a few years ago uh and skate 3 was something that like i played a little bit with some friends but i just never uh got it myself and played a lot so i think for my as a gamer standpoint is just as long as you truly do continue to just take that care that you were thinking for skate 3 or taking from skate 3 and put it into this i'm fine with a free-to-play uh version i love free-to-play games in a sense because of course it is that similar nature of like when you have a subscription service like xbox game pass or of course like playstation plus premium where it's like hey i can try this game out and if i don't like it i'm i'm not hurt by it right where as if it was i gotta throw 60 70 dollars at it then it's a little more like uh well like do i really want to get it and if i don't like it what do i do with it because now i you know i put my money into it and i was listening to some other discussions around this some people that are bigger skate fans and i think like what this could do especially with the mode that they're talk they talk about a little bit later in the um article the collab zones uh, kind of like a basically a player creation center and stuff I, I it feels like this is like going to be one of those where you really can just like jump in hang out do some tricks do some things with your friends and then like kind of go about your ways or you continue to go on there and just bust uh, you know some stuff trying to get like challenges achievements things of that nature so I like this free to play model but of course until we get closer to like what it truly will be like that's the biggest question uh and that's the last part that i want to ask you is basically sometimes not every game but sometimes when games go the free-to-play model they launch very bare bones 
not a whole lot of content, not a lot of things to really do, uh, and they really try to like basically use you buying cosmetics to slowly roll out some actual content to really get in there. If that is the case with Skate, do you feel people will like basically do you th- feel people will jump ship quickly? I think the people that love Skate as long as you give them, like you were saying before, this kind of the spirit that they were looking for, um, I don't think that they will necessarily jump ship that quickly. Now, the question to that is, if you're going very bare bones, like you were, well, like you're suggesting, not not suggesting that they do, but saying that, what if that happens? Uh, like, will you be able to give them that experience? And the answer to that is, as someone who's never played skate or never really played skate that much, I don't know personally. <laughs> Um, I don't know how much, how in depth those games are. The big thing is, um, you are putting yourself on a clock. You are putting yourself on a time limit to make content and also make those games, make the game be, uh, you know, so, uh, add to that spirit and also, uh, add, uh, increase the spirit of the skate games that you're of old that attracted people to you in the first place. And you need to be very careful that uh, you don't take too long, even if you go bare bones, because even if you do go bare bones and you hit it right on the money and the, even at, like the very minimum that you do, like people are like, oh, this is skate. This is the way I remember it. I love it. They're going to get bored eventually. And uh, th- and the main the main way that uh, free to play games, the main, main way that free to play games tend to work to keep you playing is they keep make you do things to come in daily. They, you know, they give you daily quests or whatever. I mean, what's the daily quest for skate going to be like? Oh, go and do five tricks, get 500 points doing tricks or whatever, things like that. And get here's like, you know, five coins. So I I mean, like I said, you're going to be putting yourself on a time limit. You got to make sure whatever you're doing, you're you have a plan uh, to go forward, to progress forward. Because if you're also doing that, you're also probably using uh, your gamers as basically to play testers to make sure everything's working OK. So if things ain't working okay and you released um, already like a very, like very bare game, you will lose fans quickly, no matter how much of the spirit you have on that. Yeah, and I want to just put this last thing in here before we move on. Uh, Kobold, who I did call out earlier, uh, it joined in our chat, and he said this this very nicely here, and I do agree with, especially with the the cadence of games that have been coming out recently, and we don't know when Skate's going to come out, but I'm assuming there'll be games around it, and it is. The problem with providing something bare bones, the moment someone else gives a bit more content, people will switch, and that's the biggest thing, especially as a free-to-play model. The way that they're describing Skate as this ever-evolving type of game you got to make sure that you keep the content going enough to get people in or at least at least get people to jumping back into it when that new content comes out because yeah if you're not having people stick around then it's not going to be long lasting we're going to go to our next article here this is coming from games radar and it is written by austin wood it goes as follows ubisoft relist assassin's creed liberation on steam and says it will remain playable so assassin's creed liberation hd is back on steam with a new blurb from ubisoft affirming the base game will remain playable even after its online elements are turned off as the publisher sunsets 15 multiplayer games so 
I added this because of this whole fiasco that had it, had around this, and we'll get to that part here in a second. But the new Steam disclaimer reads, the DLC for this product and online elements and features will become unavailable as of September 1st, 2022. The base game will be continued to be playable. This corrects some misunderstanding because of a previous disclaimer, which was posted when the game was pulled from the Steam store. At the request of the publisher, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD is no longer av- available for sale on Steam. It read specifically... And noted the game, quote, will not be accessible following September 1st, 2022. Now, in a follow-up statement above uh, about the game being decommissioned, Ubisoft only said it was assessing all available options for players who will be impacted by big sunsetting. And in a second statement, Ubisoft confirmed that people who already own Assassin's Creed Liberation specifically will still be able to play it going forward. Now, with today's update, we know that Liberation will not only remain playable, but it will still be purchasable. This follows a flood of overwhelming negative reviews of course virtually all citing the game's previously planned shuttering around this now i gotta ask you pete because there's a little bit of extra information but i'm uh not worth adding to it so first off i don't know if you saw the original thing but i saw the whole fiasco unfolding before uh my eyes on on social media about this but (laughs) i have kind of two-part questions so one is the hypothetical and then the second is basically how they handled this so hypothetically let's say that they did actually remove the game and we're going to sun said it the game was on sale during the steam summer sale and people picked it up how would you feel if you had picked it up on the most recent summer steam sale and learned that at the same time you only had till september 1st to play it and then secondly how do you feel about the way that they have i guess brought it back following the outcry so usually uh, people that, so we've had conversations similar to this before where like a game goes, uh, free to play like a certain period of time, usually a few years after like it's being sold at a regular price. And my response to that is usually it's not a bit, um, is usually it's not that big of a problem in my eyes because you paid for the product and you got, you got a benefit from the product, you know, you can still go and play it. Yeah, you spent money on it, but you got it before other people were able to get it for free. You theoretically, uh, at that point, got some uh, kind of benefit. And also, like the when you buy a game and you have a really enjoyable experience, you are essentially being recouped your funds because you paid for that uh, uh, that uh, product and that uh, entertainment. In this case, <laughs> I would say that. That's a load of horse crap because uh, if they were not up front, were they up front? So I got to, before I continue, I got to ask, were they up front while af- before or after buying? Did they not come out with this until after? It was, the after, summer the summer, it was after the sale okay, ended. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a load of horse crap because you just made, even if it's like 50% off, you made a bunch of $10 investments on something that only, would only be around for another what? two months max <laughs> not even because yeah. the summer sale ended like the 6th of july or whatever or the 9th of july or whatever it ended so not even two months and they're like oh yeah cool like we got your ten dollars up sorry you're not gonna have the game in two no that now you're paying like a rental fee that uh and that's that's a load of crap there's no reason for that especially because as far as i know the game's uh, basically a single player game like yeah it has online aspects and stuff but you could play the single player so there's no reason to be like oh by the way you don't get the game anymore because you can't play it uh the other stuff uh uh in response to your second question 
the fact that they brought it back is good. The fact you could still buy it, I assume, after the September 1st date to play it if you wanted to. Uh, it's it's on sale for Steam right now for $19.99 for people that are interested in it. Um, the, the DLC and uh, the online elements, I mean, if that's being sunset, the DLC seems a little weird, but I assume it's, it's tied directly to the online elements itself. It's not like extra like gear or stuff like that that you can use in game and if it is i kind of don't know why that that's being sunsetted at that point i would think that they would just let you keep using it um if that's all just online stuff and they just don't want to deal with it anymore because they want to allocate those resources to other places like that's fine i get it companies and games do that all the time uh but like just tearing the game off especially after you're like screwing people a certain percentage of people out of their money because they're like oh man this game's on sale for 10 bucks or five bucks and then all of a sudden like oh by the way yeah that's say you have a time limit for that that's 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 just real dirty i'm gl- i'm really glad they decided to backtrack on this one yeah i'm glad that they decided to backtrack but my first reaction is why did you even think this to begin with like i know you kind of alluded to this right but it's like ubisoft has been on this in personal speaking they've been on this weird cycle as of late where like a lot of people seem to be really turning negative towards ubisoft and how they've approached their games and the future of their games and of course using elden ring for instance the big backlash that people had over the ui of elden ring and assassin's creed and all that jazz so like they've already been not on the 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 best of terms basically with gamers and exactly as you said like this this literally came out i think it was like four or five days now after the sale ended they were just like hey literally pulled the game and was like hey you're not gonna be able to play this after september 1st and the way that this article reads i didn't know there was a follow-up statement from there but the way that the article reads is it makes it sound like when they were pressed on it being like hey why did you end up removing this like for you know journalistic questions they were just like hey we're just trying to see what our options are for the people that'll be impacted it's like no if you bought the game and especially as you said this is not an online only game where like i'm turning the servers off of course that game is no longer to be playable this is a single player game if i bought this game i should be able to continue playing it basically until ignosium basically whenever i decide i don't want to play it anymore so it was it's weird that this even happened um i know it sparked a lot of discussions online of course about buying physical versus digital also, the, about the game's preservation discussion that continues to be brought up all the time uh, through all af- avenues and all platforms. And, of course, then it did turn towards pirating and emulation and things of that nature that, and all these discussions that could be brought into this. But just at the end of the day, what I need to say is basically for Ubisoft, uh, I'll use Square Enix in here and any developer that you're thinking of from here. Uh, don't put a game on sale that is a single player game and then very next day essentially say hey in a month you're no longer going to get to play this game (laughs) and it's not good you're not going to get good publicity off of that uh i'll just tell you right away uh and 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 again (laughs) at the end of it um we we should not be trying to fight so to speak for being able to continue playing a single player game afterwards so it's ridiculous. I mean, we could go all day about uh, uh, physical versus digital and just 
essentially renting and people telling you whether you can or cannot. That is just a whole topic in itself. It's oh, yeah. Crazy. Um, that's, that's a whole podcast episode. Maybe we'll have that podcast episode here in the coming <laughs> future. Uh, but because of timing, I'm going to move on to our next thing. And this is coming from IGN, written by Ryan Dinsdale. And it is Sony is introducing a new loyalty program called PlayStation Stars. It goes as follows. Sony has announced a new rewards program uh, called PlayStation Stars that will allow players to earn points with real cash value. Announced on the PlayStation blog, the loyalty program will begin later this summer or later this year excuse me uh we don't know exactly when and it'll be free to sign up for players will be able to complete objectives with some as simple as just playing a game once a month to earn points that can later be redeemed on the playstation store or for other rewards the catalog of items may include psn wallet funds and select playstation store products and members of playstation plus will also receive points for purchasing items on the store similar to the my nintendo program on switch outside of playstation store related rewards Rewards. users can also earn digital collectibles that are quote digital representation of things the playstation fans enjoy including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment as well as cherished device devices that tap into sony's history of innovation now I do want to put in here because it was later clarified uh, that Sony has cl- said that is not NFTs. It has nothing to do with NFTs. You cannot trade these. So these are not NFTs. They're just digital things that you can have. Uh, there's a little bit of other things. But these again, are fungible. <laughs> yeah, these are these are fungible. They're not non-fungible uh, tokens. Uh, so I want to ask you, Pete, just because, of course, again, there's some more uh, context to this. But uh, like it, dislike it. What's your thoughts? Uh, I like it. Uh, I'm not the biggest uh, like 100% completion guy, um, but you know it's it, it's interesting and it gives people an incentive to play games. It kind of sort of pays them back and be like, uh, you know, it's like we called it a, a loyalty program. It's like, hey, buddy, thanks for spending time with us today. I mean, and it co- and it co- basically cost PlayStation. It doesn't cost them a whole lot, presumably, for all the stuff that they're going to be giving out. One of the things that, and we talked about a lot about free-to-play games, they're not actually free-to-play. Free-to-play games are not free-to-play, and the reason why is because the currency that you are spending may not be actual fiat currency. It is time. Time is the currency that you are spending to actually play these games, and the more you play these games, the more likely you're going to spend money on their cosmetics or whatever, what have you. Um, and But, like, you know, loyalty programs are a way for to pay you back for spending your time playing their stuff. And a lot of these people that are probably going to be on these loyalty programs, I think you have to be actually, you have to be one of the PlayStation plus. So you're actually spending fiat money. I believe, right. That's what the, Oh no, you can sign up for, you can sign up at all. Uh, you can sign up regardless if you have PlayStation plus, but PlayStation plus users do get an extra benefit. Uh, yeah. yeah, So, yeah. So they're, they're even paying back people that pay back to them. The only thing that seems a little odd to me is the suggestion that um, the suggestion that they're going to have like a a, a, a a local time zone trophy yes. for specifically for somebody that beats the, the first person that like 100% completes a game. And that seems a little odd to me. Like, why wouldn't you just reward it? Because like how many people are would actually 100% complete a game in general anyway in a specific local time zone or whatever? I don't know, man. There's, uh, there's, there's, there is massive trophy hunters out there. <laughs> I get it, but like that—that's probably not a major part of your audience, even in the the loyalty program game. So why not just give it to all of them? You know, I, I mean, uh, I guess okay. that's the. 
Well, get, that's what I'm that's saying. Is like, why give okay. it specifically to the first one? Give it to all of them. I don't like why separate one from the other. It seems weird to me. But I mean, it, the trophy hunters can have their little streaming sessions against each other, have battles, and try to figure out who gets it first. And you know, it'll be adorable and whatever. And people will be entertained and that kind of thing. That's really the only question I have. But I mean, in, in general, it feels mostly harmless, and you know, pays people back. The uh, pays customers back. In, a, in an episode where we talked a lot about companies not doing well with the customer service and rep. Uh, it seems like this one's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to say just to kind of be it quick is I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this because I love the, my Nintendo's program. Obviously if you buy uh, games with Nintendo, you get gold coins, which you can basically transfer that straight to money. So one coin basically equals equals one cent. And if you buy it digitally, you get more than you uh, get if you buy it physically. But even if you buy physically, you can redeem points. And I love it. I've actually purchased uh, Final Fantasy IX that we talked earlier. I purchased uh, that over the pandemic using digital the gold coins. I didn't have to pay at all for it. So that was like really cool. And so, like, I've always been like, oh, I wish I wish PlayStation had something like this because I buy more games for PlayStation than I do basically anything else. Maybe uh, my Steam would be the next closest. And so this is, like, great to me. I really enjoy this. I just wonder how will the execution of it will be. That's always the big thing with this because on paper, this seems good. This seems really, you know, great. Um, And they don't have to do hard. Like, they don't have to try too hard because literally it sounds like it's a mash of the my nintendo rewards and the xbox game pass quests which xbox game pass quests you do some uh you know basically quests through the xbox game pass you claim your quest achievements that you do and you can use those points to purchase uh digital gift cards things like that so like it literally just sounds like it's a mash of the two you just got to put it together and roll it out but we've notoriously seen companies where it seems like it's such an easy decision to just hand it out and they just fumble it. So, like, I just, that's my only no. thing is the execution as long as you uh doing something like this. So, I, I'm i glad that this is rolling out. Uh, we're going to move on to our next article real quick. And that is that we have the first PlayStation Plus mid-month update. And it came out, uh, or is coming out, exact, excuse me, next week. Uh, this is going coming from GameSpot, written by Eddie Mekic, excuse me. And it is the new PlayStation Plus games for extra and premium members in July has been announced. Uh, I'm going to basically go down and just read off the ones that are coming out. So, for the ones that are coming out on July 19th for extra and premium members, it is Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, Marvel's Avengers, Saints Row of the Fourth Reelected, Saints Row Gad Out of Hell, Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition, Ice Age Scrat Nutty Adventure, Stray, Jumanji the Video Game, Paw Patrol on Roll and Ready Set Heroes, and then those that have PlayStation Plus Premium on the Classics catalog get No Heroes Allowed and Local Roco Midnight Carnival. Pete, I want to ask it kind of in two questions, uh, two ways. Basically, one, what do you think of the list? But two, you were just talking last week about how you got a PlayStation Five and you were going to get the the uh, intermission DLC. Well, now you have a chance at getting the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which has the intermission DLC. So, did you pick up the DLC? And how do you feel if you did? <laughs> I have not yet, but uh, you know, there thank you God go. I waited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, lucky, really lucky on my part. Really, uh, high rolled that one. The list looks pretty good. Uh, even though there was only a, a few games that I'm really like 
stand out to me. I'm not the biggest Assassin's Creed fan. I haven't played a whole lot of them. But, I mean, we talked about Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, Marvel's Avengers. The bit I played of that was awesome. I really enjoyed the character interactions. Uh, uh, no Heroes Allowed. I've seen a couple of uh, positive things about the No Heroes Allowed series in general, so would like to see that. And then it's on our list, Stray. We we both saw it during the during the, um, the Summer Games Fest. Uh, that was like one of the one highlights that we felt during that two-hour slogathon that we went through. But that was one of the ones where we were just like, a or no, that was the PlayStation that one. Was the PlayStation, that was the uh, PlayStation State of Play. So it was yeah, when was we were still like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were all hyped for that one. And th- that was one of the ones that stood out even in the PlayStation State of Play, which had a lot of things that stood out. And that was one of the ones that we were both like, especially you were like, ooh. And, uh, even, but yeah, that looks interesting. And I'm really happy that that's a day one release. Uh, so like, it'll be really cool to get uh, get a grip on that and see how that one plays out. Not going to lie. Yeah, I like this list. I am a, an Assassin's Creed fan, or like I have said before, I used to be a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I haven't uh, beaten Odyssey, and I haven't picked up Valhalla yet. But I love that we're getting a lot of these Assassin's Creed games because I want to dive into mm-hmm. them. But at least at the time when I was a huge Assassin's Creed fan, you have Unity there, Black Flag, Rogue Remastered, uh, you know, the Ezio Collection. Like, those are all some of the, like, the big uh, Assassin's Creed games that I love. I I find this a pretty good list. I, it's obviously not going to be a straight away a Game Pass, like shocker you know type of thing as i've talked about at agnosium as well that this is not supposed to while a lot of people want to compare this directly and say this is the game pass competitor it's not in a sense it's basically a rebranded playstation now and playstation is not going to do what game pass does just yet but i like this list i think it's fairly good again final fantasy 7 remake for like for myself who has the intermission dlc and played it obviously that doesn't be like work for me but i just seeing that no that's a big game to get and a lot of people are going to be happy with that uh i do find it weird though that marvel's avengers is being basically re-added because it was on playstation plus or playstation now for a while uh not long ago and then like got taken away and then later on went to game pass and is now back on playstation plus so like i find it weird that they didn't just leave it on there but i guess you know that's how it is but i agree with you stray my biggest complaint that i want to say and i know for timing's sake i can't say this too much but i picked up the premium version because i do think long term it's going to be great but seeing that only two got added and they're two like in a sense they're two kind of like whatever type of catalogs you know classic catalog games is fairly disappointing on the first mid-month i figured you would have at least one like big or like shocker type of classic game to just really get people hyped even if it's just still two games but it's like you know i'm gonna throw it out there even though i don't think it'll get added but like if it was like you know the legend of dragoon you would still have a lot of people as one of those going like oh my god like we like here is the vision we have for this classics catalog but we got two well really they're like eh, you know well really quickly jeremy since you put it in the show notes what about the spoiler titles that may or may not be released now from the <laughs> yeah so i uh i did have it in the show notes and then we'll we'll talk about it real quick um the ones that technically got hinted uh that i think is i think is very likely coming next month uh is uh dino crisis ridge racer 2 and soul caliber broken destiny i never played soul caliber broken destiny but i am a soul caliber fan so that's cool but the ridge racer and dino crisis i think are really awesome 
custom titles for exactly what this classics catalog would be again the people who got the classics catalog like myself are not going to be like expecting just like this massive list all of a sudden right away but still we want to have these like cool classic games that we played and dino crisis is a really big get and i loved ridge ridge racer so like getting a chance to play ridge racer again as much as it might suck (laughs) i'll love to love to play it so uh we need to have more more cadence more better releases for those classics uh moving forward uh and then just some quick uh updates this doesn't really have to be a discussion but we do have a rumbleverse release update as well as multiverse's open beta so rumbleverse is skipping the early access that it originally was talking about and it will now launch fully on august 11th of course again it is cross play cross progression and on basically every console i think is out there uh and then multiverses is going into open beta starting on july 26th but ea uh, will early access will start on July 19th and those that were in the closed beta like myself get the early access right away you can go to the multiverses website to try to sign up to get into early access and it was announced the progression will carry over to the full release later on so Pete uh, what's your thoughts I have a question for you yeah when will you get into the open early act open access or the open beta for uh, July 19th that's when you're going to get in? You That's, personally. That is when I personally will get in. But other people, I don't know when they'll get in. But I, I do Apparently, uh, my setup wasn't... No, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting right there. there. I'm getting right there. Oh, you, okay, okay. You okay, ruined okay, it. Okay, okay. You ruined yeah, it. I did. I did ruin it. Yeah. I ruined no, it twice. I get, it. Anyway, I get in on July 19th. The other people, they'll get in on July 26th or something else. But if you want to get into a game sooner than that, I'm going to tell you about some games that are coming up here for release starting with Friday, July 15th. We have DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Dreadout 2, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. Rune Factory 5 for PC. Loud for Switch. And Immortal Tactics War of the Eternals for PC. Tuesday, July 19th, we have As As Dusk Falls for Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. That's coming to Game Pass. And Lean extinction is forever for ps4 xbox one switch and pc fallen angel for switch and pc into the breach for ios and android stray for ps5 ps4 and pc that is again a ps plus extra ps plus extra and above uh title century age of ashes for ps5 and ps4 forza horizon 5 hot wheels dlc for xbox series and xbox one and pc uh on wednesday july 20th we have severed steel for ps5 and ps4 keep that title in mind because you're going to hear it quite a bit here in a little bit tome star uh, for pc baldur's gate dark alliance 2 for ps5 xbox series PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Thursday, July 21st, you have River City Saga Three Kingdoms for PS4, Switch, and PC. Danganronpa S, uh, Ultimate Summer Camp for PS4, PC, iOS, and Android. Bright Memory Infinite for PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch. Post Void for PS5, PS4, Switch. Coromon for Switch. Hell Pie for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Severed Steel for Switch. And then on Friday, July 22nd, you have Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Live Alive for Switch and Severed Steel for xbox series and xbox one p any of these catching your attention uh we already talked about stray so we won't go over that again even though i barely mentioned it uh coromon which i really enjoyed the beta when i played it if you want a throwback to like days of old pokemon uh you're tired of the the new the newness of what they're doing now you want to go back to the olden ways and what it looks like before and you don't care that everything kind of uh, has decent names they also have a kick-ass starter pokemon name Coromon name, I should say. It's not a Pokemon. It's Coromon. Coromon. 
uh, get yourself uh, that game if you're interested in the throwback to that. And then River City Saga Three Kingdoms, and the biggest reason why is because I watched an anime recently called Paripi Kome, or Ya Boy Kong Ming, and uh, one of the main characters is uh, from the Three King uh, the Three Kingdom story. And so I saw that, and I'm like, well, now now I'm super interested in the story and see like what it actually is because i've never actually read the the legend or history behind that so i'm super interested in that game actually because of that anime well there you go i mean i I will tell you if you need to if you're super interested in three kingdoms then you should just play some more dynasty warriors because dynasty warriors deals with the three kingdoms it's boom right there right in your face uh but uh myself I am interested, of course, in Stray, as we have talked about. I'm not going to pick it up, but Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 is very tempting because I loved that game as a kid. And so, like, I want to see... Uh, I Hopefully, it's good. I know that it's going to have, like... Uh, a 4k resolution upscaling uh on the new consoles i don't know what that's gonna actually look like but uh, i love it you'll be able to see the blocks <laughs> yeah exactly um i want to shout it out even though it was not reviewed very well but i am a huge danganronpa fan so danganronpa s ultimate summer camp uh that is currently out on switch uh so i'm tempted on that one but live alive is the one that i really have my eye on i'm not going to pick it up right away because i just have uh, a bunch of games that i'm currently playing so it wouldn't you wouldn't be like a, a day one play but yeah it definitely is a beat for the people who are listening just mouth backlog and that's what i talk about on every episode so yes my backlog i uh, gotta bring it up on this one as well uh is is a little bit too big but live alive looks amazing looks awesome and uh I, i'm really looking forward to it i did download the demo uh which you can do as well on switch uh it's currently available so that's the that's all the right. one there but yeah that is all that we have for this episode. So, Pete, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with before we head them off into the weekend? I want to leave you, Jeremy, with something. Go enjoy the Chicago Fire. Hope they hope they walk away with a win for you, buddy. Thanks, man. I, I I'm hoping as well. So I'm looking forward to it again. Uh, and I will. I think I've told you, but I will say to our listeners uh, just very quickly. It's also uh, the cool thing about going back to this game is I am actually going to meet one of my good friends uh, in person for the first time uh, at this game. He is he lives in Indiana. He is a Seattle Sounders fan, and we are sitting next to each other at the game. Uh, we've been playing video games with each other since 2010. So like I've known this guy for 12 years, and have never gotten to meet him in person met him through playing league of legends and we finally are going to be able to meet in person and so that's not you know even if they don't come out with a win at least i'll have that experience of going to finally meet my friend adam in person so adam i don't remember if he listens to the podcast or not but obviously shout out to seeing you on saturday we started we started out by saying it we're gonna end it by saying it games are fucking cool man they're really awesome Heck yeah, they are. So everyone, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. But that's the episode that we have here for the One More Game podcast. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been the California Thirst Quencher, Pete Legia, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. As always, everybody, stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.